You're listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. Now, I'm super excited to welcome back to the studio the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, how are you doing? I'm great. It's a really beautiful day outside today. It's hot outside, yeah, isn't it's it? It's hot. It's hot and it's sunny and it's lovely. Um, but yes, it is, it, is, it is a hot day today. And for those of you who want to see Cruz as well, you can see her on Facebook Live. Uh, you can log on to Cruz on RTHK Radio 3 or Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Both uh, Facebooks are available, um, except I just realized I haven't pressed play yet. <laughs> the, they are now. <laughs> now you can catch uh, Cruzy yeah. McCalligan on uh, Cruise on RTHK Radio 3 or uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. I'm super excited to have you back into the studio. Um, although I have to say the Facebook Live looks a bit lopsided. Why is that? I don't know. Should I sit at an angle? <laughs> None of this has anything to do with what we're talking about today, which uh, I could start talking about. Um, yes. So what have you got for us uh, this week, Cruz? Um, with, okay, this is inspired a little bit by, originally I was going to talk to you about stripes because I've noticed that my daughter and my nephew always seem to be wearing stripes. It's like very in vogue for baby fashion is like stripes, right? And then, um, and then I started doing some research into that and actually realized that polka dots were so much more interesting than stripes. So I have usurped the stripe in favor of the polka dot, um, and which is a really, really fascinating thing, the polka dot. And it's funny because I, I think in myself, I've always, I've never really been someone who wears polka dots because I think in my mind, I think they're not flattering. Do you know what I mean? And as women, sometimes it's like you don't wear horizontal stripes, don't wear polka dots if you don't, don't wear wanna. white. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yep. So I was like, oh, it's. I think I've been missing out on something though, because polka dots are kind of amazing. They are amazing and they look happy and there's so many interesting things about them, but they have a really, really fascinating history. So um, we might think the polka dot is kind of ubiquitous today with like, you know, dresses and bikinis and like cool looking funky little bedspreads and fancy gold wallpaper, whatever it is. Um, but the um, the the actual name, the polka because the polka, the polka dot, really, isn't it? We call it polka, polka we dot. We call it polka dot. I say polka dot. But it's spelled polka. Polka, but it's polka, right? Y- yes. And it actually comes from the the polka music craze that engulfed Europe in the mid-1800s, which I find really hilarious to think that there was this, you know, it's like polka. it's not like a reggae music craze or like R&B thing. It's polka, polka music. They were just like going crazy for polka music, right? And so um, what they used to do is... um. They, they were just obsessed with this idea of polka music and polka dots, dotted fabrics in Europe. They went through many, many different names. They had lots of different names for them. Um, no one's really very sure where the word polka comes from. Um, you know, when you think about polka dancing, I can't help but laugh. It doesn't sound like a very like edgy thing. It sounds like quite a fun folk, folks, folksy sort of thing, right? But there's, um, there's, there's, evidence that it refers to a Polish woman um, and although the dance itself the polka is bohemian in origin and other people believe the word comes from the Czech polka for half in reference to a, the dancer's small step so doing the polka it's kind of a step like step a step, half step dance step. yeah and so that, that why they're not quite clear it's not quite clear why there's a connection between polka music and polka dots but the thought is that people were going crazy for polka music and there was um, this idea that the pattern evoked the cheerful light nature of the dance you know like looking like little steps that you were doing for the polka kind of thing which is sort of an interesting concept in itself um 
but of course you know it's kind of but people weren't just crazy for the polka it's kind of like the macarena of the 1800s <laughs> and they you know and then they wanted everything about it they're like i want the music i want the fashion like I the polka the clothes, fashion yeah. i want the and it, and so then this idea of like polka emerged and now we see the term polka dots referring to a very specific spotted fabric that appeared in print in 1857 um in the u.s in in a book um which was like a, a woman a woman's a woman's magazine about oh look look at this this great little polka dot that we're looking at now but interestingly when we think about the history of that particular pattern it was actually it actually was actually once something that people hated and it was not common because it evoked um blemishes pox and disease so in medieval ages um, medieval Europeans rarely wore dotted patterns on their fabric. So they did have some patterning. And, you know, if you go to museums and you see some of the stuff, it's like amazing, you know, the intricacy of embroidery and stuff like that. But they didn't do polka dots. And the reason is it was virtually impossible without kind of more industrial machines to accurately space those dots really evenly and because you couldn't space them evenly um you know you've got a culture and a society which is plagued with things like leprosy syphilis smallpox bubonic plague measles which are all polka dots essentially they're all little you know little splatterings dots on of the dots. skin yes so of course this wasn't a very happy image to have like dotted clothing of course you have like also these sort of things that you might think of like this um you know of course you have like tuberculosis people like coughing into a white snap you know handkerchief and having s dots of red which is obviously a horrible harbinger of something awful to come or spotting it you know attached to people having potentially having a miscarriage so it was not a that kind of spotting and dotting was not always a happy fun print it was actually a sign of something really terrifying and awful so it wasn't actually something people wanted to wear it wasn't very fashionable you know, it wasn't very fashionable and i was thinking recently i think i saw in hong kong there was an article of um with one of the health professionals in hong kong wearing a cardigan that looked like a stylized coronavirus cell and and everyone was like how could you make such a poor choice i'm like to be honest i think it's an amazing choice <laughs> and if i worked in it industry i'd do it too i don't really think we should be i think you know i think that's a pretty pretty fashion forward have a bit of fun fashion with it statement, <laughs> yeah, yeah fashion statement i i wouldn't have an issue with that really i want to know where i can get one yeah. try and cheer everybody up at the moment um a real talking point. A real talking point. So, but yeah, so they had this idea of like, okay, so it's polka dancing and then every, but then of course this polka craze starts and then people are like really into it and they wanted everything polka, polka puddings and polka everything. Um, but, but yeah, so it's those sprightly dots that we really hear about. Now they're not called polka dots everywhere. In Germany, they're called Thalertupfen after a silver coin called a thala, which was a currency that used to be used. So it's like that coin shape. In Spanish, the term for polka dots is lunares, or little moons, which Aww. is also the word for moles, which is just moles. really, like, really sweet. That's and so really poetic. Cute, You've isn't got a little moon little moons, on your chin. Little moons. <laughs> um, in, in French, uh, clothes are apois, or marked with peas, you know, like little little sweet peas, oh. polka dots. Um, but of course, the English term that we have is this comes from this polka craze, which I feel like needs to have a, a movie made about it, right? About the the polka craze. Um, but of course. Uh, we don't see polka dot fashion becoming um, possible until the pre-industrial era when I say people had the actual ability in the machines, the machines to evenly space them so you didn't think it looked a bit like you were wearing bubonic plague styled clothing. Um, but of course, um, there's there's lots of, we have lots and lots of uh, pop culture references to polka dots as well. Um, you've got um, a Batman villain called Mr. Polka Dot. 
who was um, a character who first appeared in the comic in 1962. He wore a skin-tight costume covered in um, colourful polka dots that would swell up to create deadly weapons at the push of a button. And he used a getaway car called the Flying Polka Dot, which sounds amazing. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about art and polka dots in a minute because it's pretty fascinating when we think about dot art and especially Aboriginal communities and Aboriginal paintings. We're going to talk about that in a sec. Um, there's also this uh, really interesting idea that we have things like um, how it makes that jump from being something that's like, you know, like, you know, leprosy chic to being to being, um, you know, part of our part of our culture. There was the Frank Sinatra song that kind of made him famous. It was his first hit that he recorded with jazz musician Tommy Dorsey in 1940 it was a song called Polka Dots and Moonbeams. That song is what kind of catapulted him to fame. And I think it's because polka dots, it's a fun word. It's like a fun concept it as well. Is. Um, but as I said, they weren't always thought of a really as a very, a very cool and very, um, you know, as a a good sign but they do have a bit of meaning in some other cultures as a positive thing and we find that in in non-western cultures um they're quite significant and they can signify um, can signify magic and male potency so in in many african art and costume traditions different dots in different sizes um, and varieties of sizes and colors has this this magic about it and more densely packed dots um, convey a more magical person or object so those things coming together which gets really really significant um when you think about things like uh, there's the league uh, Lega people of Western Africa who have a rite of passage in which a young man is painted with white dots and persistently knocks on polka dotted a polka dotted door until it opens. It's this really significant kind of rite of passage of like this magic around these dots being part of who he is. Um, and now in Aboriginal art, which is quite going to say Aboriginal yeah. art, I'm just so looking it's, it up. Yeah, it's it's which is beautiful and spectacular. It's Amazing. actually fascinating what significance the dot the polka well, I'm not going to say it's a polka dot for them because they're not, they're not going to call it. Yeah. The polka music craze probably did not Inspire. come to Western Australia, but um, their Aboriginal uh, culture doesn't traditionally have a written language, right? So their stories and their icons and their symbols relied on artwork to be passed down and to be passed between different groups of people. And dot paintings, um, these represent a story. So when we think about, um, they actually we can actually identify where they started becoming paintings as such so usually it was the dot was actually used um to in, in to kind of uh, i was trying to understand this in my mind it's like to try and obscure sacred and secret meanings within a group of people and they use the dot in the way that they created um imagery now originally not painting on a canvas like just in 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 dust or dirt like the way they would actually make markings was they were using the dot almost like we would pixelate an image today so you would kind of hide like you know if you don't want to see if you know it's, it's like a gossip mag or something they pixelate out someone's face so you don't see who they are it's that kind of that same meaning so they were using dots in that to to kind of hide the sacred parts of that image which was literally a story because of that that culture of storytelling through artwork and so i find that a really really interesting concept but then um, there was actually a teacher who who noticed, um, and of course, sorry, I want just to backtrack. So those those dots themselves, they could um, they could take you know thousands of dots, and it could take hundreds of hours to create images. But they would symbolise things like stars, sparks, burnt ground. They they were kind of a background. They kind of had a lot of significance. That that dot and that purposefulness of 
making that dotted marking. Um, and then there was a teacher who saw, um, who was in a, in an Aboriginal community um, in Papoya, um, and he sort of saw these students kind of making these markings on the ground. And he said, that's amazing. Can you do it again? And they're like, oh, we're not really supposed to, because it's actually something you're supposed to do if you're conveying sacredness. And we're not really that's not us we're not we're not important enough to be doing what we're doing we're just kind of playing with it and he tried to persuade um he actually started a male painting group and this was in the 1970s i think trying to get this male painting group to do that kind of mark making on on canvas right and that's how we have these paintings which they were never paintings before they were just ways of expression and and, and communication and storytelling and then he gets these people to do these paintings and then other communities see them and like, what were you thinking? Like, these are our sacred teachings that you've exposed to people. And, and so they're like, okay, so then they go back in with the dots to kind of like, and the dots hide the message from us, you know, inferior folk who aren't privy to this incredible rich sacredness of their culture so it's kind of amazing that that culture of um yeah i mean and i always think this is a really important thing because i think people forget that the aboriginal people are world's the world's oldest civilization and they yeah that's yeah. true um I, I love aboriginal in fact i have a, a small collection of of coasters um, <laughs> And also like little bits of paintings on boomerangs. It's just so fascinating. It's almost mesmerizing to look at. And each time you see it's just so colorful. Uh, the dots are not very uniform, but it's just it sort of draws you in. Absolutely. And you get lost in. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love, and, and there is that sense of kind Aboriginal of. Aboriginal poker. Yeah, well, that, not poker dots, but, but dots. Yeah. Um, it, but is there is that kind of magical draw. But it's something that has made its way into our art and our culture. Um, as I said, you've got Frank Sinatra's song. Um, around the same time as his song in the 1940s, Los the Los Angeles Times advised its stylish readers to invest in the polka dot fashion trend for the 1940s spring season. So they were like, this is something, you know, this is a really, you know, and they the phrase they used was beautiful. It was, you consign your life fashion life away on the polka dotted line and you'll never regret it this season which is like a lovely bit of copy um then you've got polka dot clothing reaching things like haute couture runways in paris when christian dior debuted a collection in the 1940s which had heavily featured polka dot fabric um, and of course the trend got another wind in 1960 with the release of the brian highlands hit song itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini which even though i was not alive in the 60s and you were not alive in the 60s we all know that song it somehow made <laughs> it to pop culture yeah it really did and um, which tells the story of a curvaceous young woman in a dotted bikini who hides in the water rather than revealing her body in her teeny <laughs> swimsuit soon every woman wanted to be seen in polka dots um but you know like i'm like it's not exactly the most politically correct song but it's it's a delight to say itsy bitsy teeny weeny <laughs> yellow polka dot bikini um and of course what's really interesting is in 1961 so after that song a disney debuted a new polka dotted outfit for minnie mouse who's also of course quite famous for her red yes. fabric white polka dot and after that you've got um, DC comic, um, Comics as I mentioned then have your Batman villain Polka Dot Man he comes out as well and they've continued to have this incredible success and interesting in the 1980s Polka Dot started being associated with rockabil um, rocker rockabilly counterculture as well um, which is that kind of pin-up idea you know and that's what makes them kind of fun and playful and quirky and kind of out there as well you have to be pretty confident to, to wear this sort of goofy fun print 
Um, I had to Google that guy's name, but that um, polka dot pop art um, oh, guy. Oh, Roy Lichtenstein. Yes. yes. So yeah. He put it on. Yeah, yes. yeah. And again, it's like, it's incredible that you can, that uniformity is so purposeful. Um, and so, yeah, so I've got, I've got a couple of quotes today that we can finish on. So the first one is um, from Mark Jacobs, who is the last person I expect to say this, but he said, there is never a wrong time for a polka dot, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is lovely. And then I've actually got, I've got two quotes from Yayoi Kusama, the Japanese artist so you'd know her work you would have seen it before she does kind of like very pop arty very polka dotted black polka dots yellow big pumpkins i'm trying to describe it and i'm probably doing a terrible job you're doing a great job Um, but it's really popular in hong kong a lot of people in hong kong know her work really well and she's known from you know being she's quite elderly now she's still prolific eccentric yeah very eccentric and she has some beautiful quotes i've got two from her and the first one is a polka dot has the form of the sun which is a symbol of the energy of the whole world and our living life and also the form of the moon which is calm round soft colorful senseless and unknowing polka dots can't stay alone like the communicative life of people two or three polka dots become movement polka dots are a way to infinity which is so uplifting for such a what seems such a frivolous patterning you know and another quote from her is um with just one polka dot, nothing can be achieved. In the universe, there is the sun, the moon, the earth, and hundreds of millions of stars. All of us live in the unfathomable mystery and infinitude of the universe. Pursuing philosophy of the universe through art under such circumstances has led me to what I call stereotypical repetition. And I think it's a really beautiful reminder that we are all just little lone polka dots and together we're something quite special and sacred. And, and a beautiful pattern. And a beautiful pattern, form a beautiful pattern. Yeah, so oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for your sharing. Very fascinating. Who knew there was such a fascinating yeah. history behind polka dots? Uh, meanwhile, thank you so much for your time this week, Cruz, and I look forward to chatting with you next time. Thank you very much. No worries.